0: Let's get hyped! Welcome into the Husker Hypecast. I am Mike Shaver, joined by Michael Bruns, Brian Christofferson, and special guests this week from the Lincoln Journal Star, Parker Gabriel Parker. How are you doing? I'm hyped. You're hyped. You sound yeah hyped,
1: I'm hyped. I'm hyped. How could I not be on the Hypecast?
0: You, you more than anyone in this group have uh, have likely experienced East Lansing. Uh, What what is your what are your memories of going to uh, to the far west of Michigan?
1: You know, it's funny. I've only been there one time and I've probably told you guys this since there's two Minnesota Vikings fans. Um, But the only time I've been there was the Kirk Cousins Hail Mary Kirk Cousins, Michigan State teams uh, Hail Mary to Keith Nickel. Uh, I don't know what ever happened to Keith Nickel. It'd be interesting to see where he's at these days. Uh, over the Russell Wilson Wisconsin team in 2011. So we, uh, we drove all the way there on Saturday from Madison for the student paper, covered a night kick, rode it, and then got in the car and drove back to Chicago and got back to Chicago at like 5 a.m. Um, and the only thing I remember besides Brett Bielma crying in the post game and all of the madness around the, the Hail Mary was that um, when we walked out of the stadium it was like 1 30 in the morning, and the only thing I saw was this guy with a cape and a thong on running down the street yelling, go green, go white, to himself. So he was definitely hyped.
0: That's exciting. I, I for one, hope the big takeaway here is that Kirk Cousins throws another Hail Mary on Sunday when those quarterbacks take each other on uh, in the, the very exciting, thrilling Viking Seahawks hype cast that I'll be hosting right after this one.
1: I think, a, I think a reprisal of that play would only be
2: appropriate on Sunday. Yeah, I, I and a, a Vikings hype cast would be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Shut I mean, up. is
0: a Vikings hype <laughs> cast as Paul Allen? Isn't mean, he a hype cast all by himself?
2: Boom.
0: It it's good. <laughs> uh, it uh, feels like one of the things that you're supposed to do as a play-by-play guy is know whether the field goal went in or not. Uh, just like in baseball, knowing whether the home run went over the wall or not, you're the people are relying on you. They can't see it, but the Vikings,
2: uh, why would you ever assume it went in? See, that's a good point. There's probably
1: like a, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a spike in the number of like accidents or near accidents on like I 35 W at that moment of like, wait, wait, what happened?
0: Yeah. I, I really can't imagine why anyone would think it's safe to drive and be a Vikings fan while listening to a game <laughs> all at the same time. But that's a different conversation. Brunt's always had to drive on those Sundays and we still almost ended up in accident. So
2: you, you... you almost tipped the car. <laughs>
0: it's not my fault. That car was not very big or that Christian Ponder threw that interception. Not my fault. All right. No one wanted to hear any of that. So we will move on from it. Uh, All right. Michigan State, Nebraska. This is a big game. This is, uh, I mentioned on the Husker 24-7 podcast, I certainly feel more enthusiasm for this game than I did. Nebraska, Oklahoma, uh, these two teams, I think, should have a a pretty good game. Uh, The line reflects that. Michigan State now in the top 20. Nebraska searching for a big win. Night game in East Lansing. Mel Tucker saying that there won't be any more than 2,500 Nebraska fans there. All that stuff. Should be fun. Should be a good atmosphere. Let's dive into it. On the offensive side of the ball, we will start, and we will start with Brian Christopherson. On the (laughs) Husker 24-7 podcast, we talked about Adrian Martinez and how well he played against Oklahoma, the variety of things that he did in that game to, uh, to help Nebraska down the field. And it wasn't just completing a pass here or there. It was hanging in the pocket. It was making plays with his feet, but also really getting it done with his arm. What do you think, if anything, he carries over from that game against Oklahoma and he can take against Michigan State?
3: <clears throat> Hopefully the same poise because that's – I mean, that's what stuck out to me the most about Adrian is for all the strain that he has been under, he has um, really handled himself uh, very well and, and not let it get to him even though he's been under uh, duress quite a bit and uh, his decision making has really been on point I would say the last three weeks so as long as he can carry that over I really believe this is going to be a game that is down to the wire and it's like so many of these games are and this is why Nebraska has been on the wrong side often It's going to be decided by that like one big turnover that one play that you can't afford or that the other side makes and so uh he's got to obviously avoid captain obvious stuff, but you know, that play like happened against Illinois. And if, if he plays with the same command he has of late um, that's exciting. Now I'd also love to see Xavier Betts and, and Manning uh, and some of those guys continue to pop up and get more reps and uh, that sort of chemistry to grow before our eyes. um, I think that would be uh, probably the next step for this offense.
0: Michael Bruns. Kind of a simple question, and you can take it wherever you want. Does Nebraska have five linemen? Like you know, the the search is always to find their five best linemen. Do they have five?
2: Physically, they have five. There will be well, five they, they have
0: more than five. There but do be, they have five?
2: There will be five guys out there when it's snapped. It's just a matter of how much blocking will take place after the snap, and that's that's the question. Um, you know. Brock Bando recovering from illness, I think, is a, uh, something to watch at that left guard spot. I don't think that anything I've heard this week leads me to believe that Trent Hickson or Ethan Piper has that that area sewn up by any means. So, I mean, maybe, maybe you get Noeli in there if he has a strong week of practice, but that spot in particular needs to, to get figured out because, you know, you, you're – you're, you're giving up pressure up the middle, you're getting it around the edges too. And, you know, the, the thing that's been striking to me the last few weeks is just how much pressure is coming straight up the middle, straight into Adrian Martinez's face and um, you know, figuring out who that fifth is at the left guard spot is going to be really important. But I, I would not be surprised if, if a guy like Brock Bando potentially emerges there, if he's good to go. Um, and he made the trip, so Oklahoma didn't suit up, but I think he's probably closer than he has been to coming back.
0: Are you saving that for a potential oddly specific prediction that Brock Bando runs onto the field with a first-team offense?
2: Oddly specific would be Nebraska just lining up with four linemen somehow. That that's <laughs> that would be really oddly specific.
3: Well,
0: I wouldn't rule that one out from Nebraska, uh, just, you know, starting to drive with only four of their five linemen out there. It's possible. Yes. Time know. All right, so, Parker, these three guys all had a big catch, at least one big catch, maybe several big catches on Saturday against Oklahoma, and I'm talking about Xavier Betts, Travis Vokolek, Omar Manning. Which one do you think is most vital to Nebraska's passing attack as they move into conference play again here with a game against Michigan State?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think you can make a good argument for any of them. Um, I'll I'll take Xavier Betts narrowly. I mean, I think overall impact, it's hard to go away from Travis Volkleck, just what he can do, run and pass. But as it pertains to the passing game in particular, I mean, bet's you saw it. I mean, the the Oklahoma tried to press him one on one and he he made a move with the line of scrimmage and and stacked the guy and and ran right by him down the sideline. And that's like when Frost says when Scott Frost says that they need to be able to back defenses up, that's exactly what it's exactly what he means. You've got to get to a point where you can't teams don't feel like they can play their safeties in the box or if they rotate their safeties that one has to really be play pretty deep. And a guy like Betts can do that. That, that helps you, uh, open up things in the run game, uh, even just a little bit more. And, you know, they need all the help they can get on that front. Um, so just with the physical ability he has, and then the ability to not only be a guy that can take the top off of defense, but do it at six, two and 200 pounds. Um, I think there's a lot more uh, where that came from in terms of what we saw against Oklahoma. And it's something that they need to threaten to be able to do two or three times a week.
0: All right, let's let's uh, let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball. We will stick with Parker. You were someone I saw that that had tweeted this out on Tuesday when Tony Tuioti spoke. And I'm curious, what, what sort of loss has Nebraska had without having Casey Rogers out on the field? And what kind of lift could he give a defensive line that has struggled to win in terms of pass rush, uh, it feels like, this year?
1: Yeah, he's got some natural pass rush ability. We saw that sort of start to come through a little bit um, last year as he played full-time for the first time. Um, so it's definitely part of it. Eric Anders said, and Tony Tony Tuioti said today, that he thinks teams have – that quarterbacks, you know, since that first quarter against Illinois when they had three sacks, quarterbacks have really quickened up on them. Uh, they missed a couple opportunities on, on Spencer Rattler last week with Oklahoma. But, yeah, I think he can provide a lift. Uh, the thing I'm not sure of is he was still, I don't want to say gimping around, but he definitely didn't look like he was in at full speed when he was working out in Norman uh, last week or certainly in Lincoln a couple of weeks before. So the question will be how much you going to get out of him right away. Um, and then personnel-wise, like, how do they want to use him against Michigan State? Because that's part of what I'm curious about is if you, I assume they'll keep playing some of the the even you know four man front stuff that they've they've played most of the season. But I'm curious if they try to beef up a little bit from Garrett Nelson and 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 those guys even a little more to a guy like you know Casey Rogers, depending on how much he can play, um, given what they're facing with uh, Kenneth Walker in that run game.
0: Brunt's moving into the second level, we saw against. Buffalo, Luke Reimer had his best game. It was very much a Luke Reimer game. They were going to try to spread things out, quick passes, uh, and then hit with their running backs against Oklahoma. It was very much a JoJo Doman game. He was used basically as the nickelback all over the field. Would it be fair to say Michigan State is a potential Nick Henrich game, a north south running team uh, that wants to get upfield with its running back that will go outside, but certainly is going to come right at you versus a linebacker that seems to be at his best? when he gets to move forward?
2: Yeah, I think this is a Nick Hendrick type game. I think, too, you know, this this is going to be a tough one for Nebraska's inside linebackers because, you know, the, they'll hit you with play action. You have to be aware of that. Um, you know, I, I don't I, – you guys can disagree. I didn't think Nebraska really tackled overly well against Oklahoma. And this feels like one of those games where, you know, you're really going to need – three, four guys are on the ball at all times, and you're, you're going to need to kind of get there with some anger when you you meet the ball carrier. So I, I think this is a game that fits Hendricks' style better um, than, than maybe Reimer, but um, you know what, what they're going to be tasked to kind of handle I think is going to be pretty unique from what they've seen to this this point. I mean, Oklahoma was definitely going to go – and try and run zone stuff on them. Michigan State's just going to line up and, and crank it at you. So uh, we'll, we'll see how, you know whether Nebraska's up to that. But uh, th- this is going to be a game where they're really going to have to tackle better because, as you guys know, I mean, when you're in a, a physical game and a running back gets hit but still gets a yard or two after contact on most carries, the the kind of the, – the stacking of those types of plays really kind of wears on you not only physically, but just from a momentum point of view over the course of a game.
0: BC, you, you on Tuesday seemed you know fairly confident that Nebraska's defense could adjust to this style after playing a pretty spread-out team like Oklahoma, that they kept everything in front of it. Why, why do you feel like Nebraska could match up well with Michigan State and with this offense on Saturday?
3: Well, I, I feel like in the trenches, uh, they have become more and more suited for this type of game year by year under Shenander. I feel like Damian Daniels uh, is is playing at a very good level. Um, I think he'll be a handful for Michigan State to deal with, and that helps other guys around him. Uh, this is a game where I'd love to see, like, you know, Ty Robinson uh, take a step. I feel like he's been around the ball, but not necessarily a finisher sometimes, and I'd love to see him involved in some more plays. And, and I mean, Brunts was hitting on it, uh, Nebraska's got to be on point tackling. That is that is a big question. You know, you're know, you going against a running back in Kenneth Walker, who Eric Janander talked about it on Tuesday. When you look at his film, it takes more than one guy usually to bring him down. He's running through those type of tackles. So this has to be a deal where you really corral him with multiple guys and are very sure of yourself. And every, every level is going to have to play well in that regard. They're going to have to come with their – every you know cliche you want to come with hard hats whatever I mean Quinton Newsome will have to make a tackle at some point in space and all those guys are going to have to be physical so I think this is a physical defense and it but they do have to prove it if you look at their rushing defensive numbers right now they're ranked like 81st nationally I think they're like 91st in yards per rush and some of that's a little misleading maybe early in the season but if they want to show that they are a complete defense, show that you can handle a different animal from the one you saw last week. That's, it'll be interesting.
0: All right. It is that time of the podcast. We're going to get into some oddly specific predictions before we talk about which players we think will do well. And then, of course,
2: our overall game prediction. Brunch, do you want honors? I'll take the box first. All right. I, I think that you're going to see a renaissance of Nebraska special teams this week. Against all <laughs> okay. against all reason or logic, I think that somehow Nebraska is going to kick three field goals in this game. I don't know who's going to kick them. I don't know if it's just going to be one person, if it's going to be three, if it's going to be a guy that was waiting tables this week at a downtown establishment. All of that, I think, is in play. However, I think you're going to see three field goals kicked by a Nebraska kicker. Two will be longer than 40 yards, and one will be a 33-yarder.
0: And how many will be made?
2: Well, they're going to make three. I didn't say how many they're going to kick total. Okay, all right. Just just wanted to clarify. So it that. might be three for six, but they're going to get three through. Yeah. Parker?
1: Uh, I think that Kenneth Walker is going to carry the ball 11 times in the first quarter, and he's going to score one touchdown – And on top of that, I think he's going to have the same number of carries of 10-plus as he will carries that go for zero or negative, three apiece. Three chunk runs, three times he gets stopped in the backfield, he scores one touchdown on 11 total carries in
3: the first quarter. Interesting. All right. Brian? Xavier Betts will get loose deep for a touchdown – and it's going to be a 53 yarder that Nebraska going to bang their heads against the wall, but it's going to be one of those where, okay, there's that play, you know, it's going to pop up and um, people get excited on Twitter and all that. Xavier Betts who supposedly was running by people all fall camp. And he ran by a sooner last weekend. Parker said it earlier. They need to maybe try it two or three times. I think he gets loose and, and scores a touchdown.
0: All right. I am uh, after the 11 carries that Kenneth Walker has in the first quarter. On his 12th carry, which will come at the 10-minute mark in the second quarter, he will be met by one Nick Henrich, and the ball will be dislodged from his grasp, and the Huskers will recover a second-quarter fumble. That is my very now-specific, thanks-to-Parker, prediction. All right. Uh, Do we have... Let's do picks to click. Let's, uh, I don't know why I said let's as if we were going to do the game prediction <laughs> before that, but here we are. Picks to click. Um, BC, you go first.
3: Ah, I was hoping you didn't say me. Um, okay.
0: Ah. I got BC. Parker, you go first.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: pick to click. Uh, I like in, in a physical, Deontay Williams called it on Monday, called it big boy football. Um, I think I like Austin Allen. Uh, he came back in style last week with six catches. I think it was 43 yards. Uh, I think he'll do better than that in the yardage area. I think it's a game built for, for tight ends and big people, uh, and he obviously fits both categories. So I, I like Austin Allen to have a, a good day uh, for Nebraska. No, I just took
2: all of yours probably.
0: No, Bruns always takes Austin Allen, but we know he can adjust. Yeah. um, BC never takes tight ends for reasons that we can't disclose.
2: And very specific tight ends. Um, I will go with – I I think you're going to see a lot of Nebraska's defensive backs having to really crash in the run game. I think you're going to see a pretty good game from Deontay Williams. Um, I think he was – He's one of those guys on defense that strikes me as being really tired of losing games. And I think he's going to come up with a big one for, uh, for Nebraska coming downhill, cleaning up some tackles. I think he, he finishes double digits of tackles. And uh, so Deontay Williams is, uh, is my guy. All
0: right. I will go next. I'm going to go with Samari Toure at a very quiet game against Oklahoma. He had one very important catch on a nicely thrown ball from Adrian Martinez, but mostly held in check. I think he will have a nice day against the Spartans and he'll catch a touchdown pass for the Huskers. So I'm going to go Samari Toure, BC, from first to last, you're now on the clock.
3: All right. Uh, give me Benjamin Stille. I think uh, you know, he, he sometimes gets lost sometimes, I feel like, even though he's a super senior in the discussion. And uh, this is the type of game you need a guy like that to just play balls out and I, I think he'll be involved in a lot of stuff uh i think those guys look forward to these kind of games i can tell the defenders this week they love these football games where it's just like we know what you're doing you know what we're doing let's go at it let's settle it in the alleyway i think ben still will have a good game
0: all right uh game prediction time i will lead us off so you get a little extra time to think of what you're going to do and who you're going to predict. I am going to, uh, I'm going to take Nebraska to win on Saturday in a very low scoring game, a very big 10 style game, a game that only a big 10 coach could possibly enjoy and or love. Nebraska wins 14 to 11. (laughs) Michigan state goes for two and they get it but they cannot tie 14 to 11, Nebraska in East Lansing. It's going to be a slobber knocker. BC.
3: Okay. Um, I, I don't think it'll be quite that muddy, but it will be close to that. Um, I'll say Michigan state 22, Nebraska, 19, um, it's going to be decided by one or two plays and until nebraska makes those one or two plays in a game like this i'll 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 rest on that as my defense to the husker nation that they have to prove it you have to you have to, that's always what you fall back on when you make those predictions like well they got they, they got to prove they can get over the hump so that's what i'll say 22-19 michigan state going to be a tough environment too i think i i know nebraska fans are Chirping right now at Mel Tucker, about the 2,500 people. But there won't be a ton of Nebraska fans up there, I doubt, uh, for this game. This isn't going to be like Colorado. So it's going to be a tough environment, and they are fired up to see their team.
0: If you want to chirp at BC, you can find them on Twitter, at Husker247BC, and let them know what you think of his uh, his predictions. All right, Parker?
1: I, I've been of the mind since Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, whenever I've thought about it first that i would pick michigan state close for exactly the reason that bc just laid out it's, it's hard to uh, take nebraska and pick them to win a close game until you see it um, but I'm, I'm i'm i've sort of flipped a little bit i don't ha- it's just it's not for a great reason either it's just a hunch it's just this is a straight hunch week um I think somehow, some way, Nebraska gets out of there uh, with a W, and I'll say um,
2: 23-21. All right. Bruns, take us home. Nebraska 25, Michigan State 23. Nebraska makes a late field goal. Whoever makes that field goal turns around, does a double bird at the press box, and Nebraska wins very narrowly in East Lansing.
0: Will we have a video component so you will be giving the double bird to everyone watching here?
2: I'll screen cap it for you. All
0: right. Well, thank you, thank you for that. So twenty-five and and three made field goals. <laughs> How many made extra points,
2: bro? Yeah, what's a, it, It's going to get weird. It's just going to be the math safety. is going to work out. You guys, you guys were all over me at Illinois, and I almost had that on the button. So
1: two touchdowns with two point conversions but oddly then also three field
2: goals. (laughs) They they don't want to kick it
0: from that close. They like to be from further out. Give us a little
1: room. We'll try it.
0: Nebraska starts chasing points early. Further back he goes. Everyone knows that. All right, Parker. Hey, we appreciate you uh, joining us here on the Husker 24-7 Hypecast. We will love to have you back on again soon.
1: I'll be happy to do it.
0: All right. For everyone else, Mike Schaefer. We will be back with more Husker 24-7 podcasts next week. Be sure to check out the coverage. Plenty of pregame stuff, husker247.com. Check it out. We'll catch you next week.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.